You're listening to Super Action Bros, a podcast talking about movies with explosions and car chases. And poor treatment of Vietnam vets who fought for your freedom. They didn't. That's man, that's too much to unpack right now. <laughs> that's what I said. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super Action Bros. I'm Ryan. And I'm Ian. Uh, we've got some news coming for you here in a Hi. minute. Uh, but uh, before we get to that, uh, we want to let you know you can reach out to our show. Uh, easiest way to do that is to visit our website, stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Go there, click on the Super Action Bros artwork, and you can listen to all of our old episodes. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, reach out to us on social media. Uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Uh, you can also reach out to us individually on, on most social media. For me, Ian, you can find me on the internet at, at iRich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. I'm on the internet as Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. Uh, and you can also email us. There's a contact us button on the front page of the website. Fill out a form, shoot us an email, or read it here on the show. So all that stuff and things, network.com. So... Woo-hoo. All you super action fans, we have some some news. You may, if you've listened to some of our other podcasts, you may have heard it through the grapevine. Uh, so we are going to be, uh, at least in its current form, Super Action Bros is going to be closing up shop here in a little bit. Uh, we're going to finish our Stallone movie month that we promised. It's uh, taken us two months. It's to taken get us to. two months. We're going to get. Well, I don't know how much of a month it will be, but we will we will do this on a more regular basis. Knock these movies out, and then uh, Super Action Bros in some form or other maybe coming back. It will uh, at, at 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 some point uh, either on this feed or on another feed uh, with some changes, some new stuff. So keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been a pleasure watching movies with you over the past few years. Uh, and we're going to send it out right. Oh, I was talking to listeners. Oh, right. It's been an utter hell watching movies with you. I figured. I figured. No, uh, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna, uh, set it off right. Finish it off strong with Stallone, uh, our our given, given love to, to Sylvester Stallone in a cinematic criticism way. Uh, but yeah. yeah, we still got three more episodes after this one, so we've got some time before we have to say goodbye. But just to prepare everybody for what is coming. Prepare but your hearts. As and, and I guess I guess there's only one way to start preparing, and that's to draw. I guess we did it. We hurt your. We broke your heart. We drew First Blood, the movie we're talking <laughs> about tonight. Uh, so First Blood, Ryan. That sound is me slapping my knee. Yeah. So yeah. welcome to Stallone Month or Thanks. Stallone whatever Stallone Nathan whatever time. you want to call it. Um, so, or, if, or, or if I may do it the Ryan style, Uh-oh. two two pals who are just pals watching still Sylvester Stallone movies. Some are good, some are bad, but we're doing that, that right now. I don't think that's right. I think that that's Justin Roiland. You, style. hey, you he know what? Confused. That's the same thing. It's not. <laughs> yes, at it all. is. It's not even Ryan. similar. I always come up with a with a snappy yet dumb and <laughs> and grown worthy name. That's usually a pun. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, Ryan, like a Rolling more. Stallone gathers no hair. Okay, let's continue. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about First Blood. So Ryan, uh, this is what we decided to watch. So we decided to watch two, and I'm going to put this in parentheses here. Two uh, in quotations. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Two, yeah, quotations. Good Stallone movies and two quote bad Stallone movies this month. Uh, this is probably the high point. This is yeah. probably the most artistic. Best. We decided not to do Rocky because Rocky's. I don't know. I don't even know if I would qualify Rocky as an action movie. We have never watched sports movies on this show as an action movie, as an action movie genre, and we don't intend to start. We never watched Shaolin Soccer. Now we never will. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's I mean, a good I've one, though. It. I don't know I've seen DVD. it. I've seen, I've seen a lot of that, that stuff. Um, but this actually, believe it or not, Ryan, was my first time watching First Blood. Really? I've never seen it before. No. Um, this is one. It's because I had heard, like, I'm like, oh, Rambo, big action movie gun. I got it. But someone's like, no, the first one's like. No, you heavy. don't understand. And yeah, then, yeah. and then I was just like, I don't want to 
I don't need. I have enough stuff. I don't need yeah, this. So he's I need an escape. Um, but yeah, it's an escape to the Pacific Northwest. Oh God, no. So let's talk about who made this movie when it came out. So this is post Rocky. Yes, it is. So Stallone is already has made a name for himself. Yeah, but he's still sort of. But he's still kind of the new. Yeah, they they sort of treat him as like this kind of weirdo who came from Philadelphia and wrote and directed his own movie. And well, we'll see if he has a career after that. Kind of, kind of like um, they treat him like. What was it? Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck. And ben Affleck right after Goodwill Hunting. Like One we'll of see those if these guys, guys did super well. The other played Batman. I he I would argue he probably still did super well. Yeah, but he's, he's only he's only played in, Batman. He's twice. been in worse movies. He's only played Batman twice. How yeah. many times is? How many times has Matt many, Damon played, played Jason Bourne? Uh, it's not his name. His name is Jesus Christ. That's no, Jason that's, Bourne. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going with that. <laughs> Uh, you can I listen to us talk about Jason Bourne if you look. I watched that on new one. Oh, it was fine. I ain't seen it, yet. it was fine. Yeah. I... Well, actually, you know what? It's funny we've been gone a month now, and we'll have some time in, in it's back actually, at the ranch. It's been more. Than well, we, I was back at the months, ranch for me to half. rant about uh, to some some movies we've seen. Oh yeah, good saw, and some good, some bad. I saw Teen Titans go to the movies. Uh, I have I have I have a lot to and say. Right. I have a lot you, to you say about Jurassic one. World: oh, okay, Fallen I Kingdom. I know you. If you like it. me to, sp- if you don't care about me spoiling it for you, he didn't like it. I did not like it, and yeah. I I will I'll be happy to tell you why. I do intend to see the movie. That's fine. Yeah. If you if you care about it being spoiled, I won't spoil it for you. I care. All right. All right. Glad that's established. Don't waste let's, your time, let's, man. Let's come back to... Don't do it. Ian, you know that our threshold. Lost World's high art for this. I'd rather watch Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> Jurassic Park 3 is pretty funny. Yeah. And it's, it's got actually Taylor more enjoyable. Uh, all right. And it's got William H. Macy. All right. Sure let's talk about this movie. This movie was written uh, based on a novel by David Morrell. Um that it, and so he was the creator of Rambo, um, and he sort of was mostly a book writer. And then the screenplay, uh, his sort of shared credits. Uh, one of them is Michael Kozol, best known for Hill Street Blues, the movie, not the show. Uh, William Sackheim, best known for this, uh, but also he was a producer of a lot of movies in the '80s, and so he got a little script credit. And the other screenwriter. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone still at this point, 1982, was really, really well known for being a writer. I mean, he still so when is. Did, when he did still Rocky wrote. When come out? Was it before this? Uh, Rocky 2? No, I don't think so. Let's look. Because Rocky was in like the late 70s, right? Uh, yeah, Rocky was 70, I want to say 77 or 79. Scrolling down. I like how you have to scroll through his entire career. He's, he's had a, a long and storied career. Dewey Cox has to think about his entire career before he comes. Okay, Rocky came out in 76. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Rocky 2 was 79. Okay, so he's done first two Rockies. So and he's proved himself more Rocky than Rocky 3 and First Blood came out in the same year. Right, okay. So, wow, those are two very different movies. Yes, they are. And, like, the even the look of Stallone but from one to the other is so different. Like, yeah. this feels like Rocky... More Rocky one, Rocky two, Stallone versus Rocky three when Clubber Lang shows up yep. and he basically becomes a Rocky becomes a superhero. Yeah, well, I mean, and and then it's ridiculous because 1985, both Rambo: First Blood Part Two and Rocky Four came out in the same year, oh, God. and that's those are the most ridiculous of both of the Stallone movies, yeah, unless you count like, all the other. After Rocky watching movies. this movie too, I'm curious, like, whose idea was it to like let's make a sequel? But he's not. It's oh, not the same. Let's, let's talk about it because I, I have, 
I have some geopolitical thoughts. Okay. Uh, but let's talk I about um, let's let's talk about the director of this movie. This movie is directed by a director named Ted Kocheff. Okay. Uh, also known for directing movies such as Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I see how the sim- I see the similarities between the two. Yeah. Uh, and and really in several episodes of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Oh. Um, and I mean done, <laughs> every done. every Red Shoe Diaries movie and also the television show, okay. uh, which is not an appropriate for children TV show or movie. Um, just I'm just looking on here and it's he's he. This is probably the biggest movie that he may ever made, with the exception of Weekend at Bernie's. All right. That's a, <laughs> that's a claim to fame right there. Well, I directed the first Rocky movie. Oh, the first really depressing one? Yeah. He did the <laughs> 1968 TV movie of, of Mice and Men. Oh. The oh, one boy. that you all were forced to watch in elementary or in middle school. Actually, really I watched... Which one did I watch? It was probably that one. He directed... No, it wasn't that one. I watched the one with Gary Sinise. Oh, that's right. Like okay. the Hallmark original yeah, yeah. version. <laughs> hey, man, some good acting talent, though. Yeah. Got no, two good guys. No, quite, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, so does the writer and director of the movie starring in the movie? Obviously, we've got Sly. Sylvester Stallone himself. Well, now you got me on a Mice and Men kick. Now I want to know if who played Lenny in the original. I don't know. Was it Lon Chaney Jr.? Probably. I want to look that up. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is Rambo. Um, and we've got... A couple of well-known actors, or rather actors who's, you know, being well-known survived past the early 80s, uh, and then a lot of that guy's. But uh, Brian Dennehy plays one of the main cops. He's he's sort of a big deal in this. Brian Dennehy, the, the only thing I ever think of him as is, uh, I think of him as Chris Farley's dad in, uh, what's the name of that movie? Not Black Sheep, but the other one, Tommy, Tommy Boy. Boy. He's Chris Farley's dad in Tommy Boy. Um, so apparently there was a live stage production in 2014 of okay. Of Mice and Men sure. with James Franco and, uh, what's the guy's name? I don't know this guy. Uh, Chris O'Dowd. Perfect. <laughs> Chris O'Dowd from the IT crowd. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the original one, I'm pretty sure the original, yep, yeah, Lon Chaney Jr. And Burgess Meredith. Perfect. Wow. What oh, a combo. You know, I have seen that. Burgess Meredith Burgess is, Meredith. is George. Yeah. Speaking of Rocky, hey, that ties in. Yeah. We're, we're on our way to... Getting Amazing. to Kevin Bacon at this rate. Um, but yeah, no, Brian Dennehy, that's that's one of those guys you're like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Well, he's Tommy Boy's dad. Yes. That's that's what he's I done know. other things. Yeah, he has. Tommy he, Boy's oh, absolutely dad. he has. But I mean, like, that's that's the first thing off the top of my head that I that I imagine him as. I mean, he was in that movie Tag that came out this year. He's he's still working. He's still a working actor. He was born in nineteen thirty eight. Does he play? Does he play? Uh, Means he turned eighty this year. Does he play Rem? Uh, okay, hold on. That's who gnarly. Is, who is? Hold on. Who is? Now I'm going down a rabbit hole. You are. I have to though. I have to know who this is. I have okay. To know this character. Yes, he plays. No, he also play does the voice of uh of uh Remy's dad. Oh yeah. Uh huh. In 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 Ratatouille. He's a good cinematic dad. Yes. He, he you know what? Yeah, he is. He's kind of like a good he he does two roles well, like like crappy town sheriff like this. Yep. Or maybe good town sheriff. He has that look of like that's the small town sheriff. Yep. Or somebody's football loving beer drinking dad. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Although the, at this point it's probably David Harbour is going to be taken over for yeah, oh, absolutely. for the foreseeable I would say, future. I would say so. Uh, the other big name, though he wasn't a big name at the time, and I don't know, sort of big name is sort of a dubious thing, but David Caruso's in this movie. Yes, you told me. The guy that's from the CSI surprise. Las Vegas. 
Yeah? He doesn't take off his sunglasses and say a, a witty phrase at any point in this whole movie. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, David Cruz is in this. That's what I was getting at. Um, and then besides that, it's, there's a ton of that guy actors who play various members of the law enforcement community. Uh, and then there, and then Richard Crenna, um, who is known for these movies. Yeah, he's actually known specifically for these movies to the point that when they made a totally ridiculous over-the-top parody of them, Hot Shots Pot Du, he plays basically the same character in that, just just totally unironically, just like yeah, I'm just why not? It's a paycheck. Let's see who uh, else. Bill uh, McKinney, Jack Starrett, Jack Michael Starrett Talbot was in Blazing Saddles. There you go. He was Gabby Johnson. He's one of the many Johnsons that lives in the town of uh, of Rainbow Ridge. Um, Rock Ta- Ridge. Rock Ridge. Rainbow yeah. Ridge is the Disney one. Rock Ridge. Yeah. Michael Talbot was one of the other detectives on Miami Vice. Yes. Chris um, Mulkey, who he that guy's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, most recently, uh, he was in Whiplash. He's in 48 Hours. It's probably the thing he's most well known for. John McLeam, who is the boss in Cool Hand Luke. The, what we have yes. here is a failure to communicate. Yes. That guy. Um, so, and they all played various levels of crappy small town Pacific Northwestern cop. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's basically the entire cast of the movie. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's not a, not a nary a woman to be seen in this entire no, film. No, not even barely, not even like I mean, really even in the background. Barely. Yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm struggling fest. to recall one no. lady in this movie. So Ryan, does this pass the Bechdel test? No, it, 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 it. Passes, it fails like dismally in the fact that there are no women in it at all. Okay, I found, I found looking through the credits. Look, there's, there's no women in it. They don't have to talk about Someone credited as woman on street. Okay. <laughs> and then there's an uncredited lady, credited, uncredited, but Vietnamese prostitute. <laughs> Great. Yep. So there we go. Um. So what's, so Ryan, we talk a lot about on the show about yeah. the MacGuffin of a movie. True. Uh, and Ryan, I will take over. I've never done it. I think I've done it once or twice, no, you've done three, it three or four times, times, a handful of times. I'll do it this time before. too. So MacGuffin, for those of you who don't know, is a Alfred Hitchcock filmmaking term. It's a term he coined uh, as a term to represent the thing that everyone is trying to get in the movie, the driving force. What's the what's the plot? What's what's pushing the plot forward? And we use it a little bit. You know what? We use it exactly how we see fit. There's That's only right. three more episodes. We're gonna, we see. We use we don't this have exactly. To, we no longer have to respect that one person who <laughs> left us an iTunes review. We screw we, you, guy. <laughs> we we use it exactly how we see fit. Uh, an example of a classic MacGuffin uh, could be uh, the Lost Ark from Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Maltese Falcon, or in this movie, it's Rambo. Rambo. <laughs> yeah, Rambo wants to be left alone, and, and everybody else wants, wants to not to, leave uh, him Ram- alone. Yeah, wants to. Wants to not leave Rambola. Okay. Well, because there's there's a couple of different factions. There's the cops. They want him. They want him out of there. And at some point, yeah. they decide let's just murder the bastard. Yeah. And then and then there's the the colonel who programmed him, for lack of a better term, to become an unstoppable killing machine. Who wants him to come back into the fold and stop killing people, you know, without the government's prior approval. I mean, yeah, and I think well, I think there's a lot of talk in there, like, oh, we want to take you back to Fort Brand. It's like, no, he doesn't. He just wants. To, he just wants. To, I, I always, I took it as like he's just saying, like, if it had I known, yeah, we want to take. No, it's like we're gonna take the dog was, to the farm. Let's pretend, yeah, let's pretend there were no sequels. I'm yeah. going at it from purely a, a single movie standpoint of like, no, he just is telling him that. Like, in fact, yeah. there's that point at the end where 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 he almost gets shot, and I was almost thinking like that was his way of luring him over. He wanted to just be like, look, this guy needs to die. Yep. Like. 
He's got nothing. And it's it's a really I'll be honest with you. This movie has some action sequences, but it is a sad yeah. sad movie. I mean, this movie is based on a book that was one of the first really like literature explorations of the concept of PTSD. Was it called First Blood? It was. Okay. Um but PTSD wasn't really thought of as a thing. It was like shell you know, shock is what they would call it. Yeah, right? that, that was what they called it in in the 19 19- Twenties, nineteen teens, from the World War, from, from World, World War One, War all the Good. way to World War Two, and yeah. Beyond. But 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 the concept of PS, PTSD is like a, you know, like a psychological thing that needs to be dealt with, and and yeah, it, it was obviously people were beginning to experience it with uh, people who had come back from Vietnam, but it wasn't a described thing. It wasn't, yeah. I mean, you can tell, and this movie is interesting because the original book is is basically an exploration of people dealing with. PTSD, obviously Rambo actually having PTSD, and then other people who don't understand what's happening, not realizing that they're triggering the PSD, PTSD, that they're making it worse, just thinking like, well, what's the deal with this guy? Why can't he snap out of it? Uh, and so I, I, the book, to a certain extent, is is like, hey, PTSD is a thing, and here's how not to deal with it. And here's a political, you know, a, a, you know, a military thriller. Not even really a military thriller, just a survivalism thriller well, and like that, feel, that sort of presents this yeah. idea in a palpable way that you can understand you, the generic American reader. Well, And, you and feel, the movie is the yeah. same sort of idea. Well, you feel real bad for the guy. Like, we're talking about the action sequences in this movie, but I think it'd be remiss if we didn't talk about like the plot and the themes. Yeah, and the like he just shows up on. in town looking for an old friend, turns out that friend's dead, and he's and like, so right, well, I'll wander on. And the cop's like, get the hell out of here. He's like, yeah, but he can gives I, it in like, the uh, worst way possible. Have, like, Blunch man, and he's like, No, go leave. No, we don't want your town. We don't want your kind in this town. This your guy, kind. Who, this yeah. guy who went to Vietnam, yeah, fought fought for America for for prob- for unjust reasons and got home and got spit on. And he's like, I didn't do anything, man. Like I, I just did what I was told and I, I, I like you feel like it makes you really I don't know. I mean, it definitely makes you really think, but like and they go they kind of save all that emotional talk for the last three minutes of the movie yep. where Stallone gives an incredible speech. Like just, just like, if anyone's like, he's yeah, a bad actor, I'm like, monologue. Oh man, yeah. you're just like, uh, like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's incredible how like everyone just treats him so crappy. Yeah. He didn't even do anything. Yeah. It's like, it's slowly, well, he's got that long hair. Yeah. And he's got that jacket with an American flag on it. Like, yeah. Oh, you look like a, you look like a, a, a homeless Vietnam vet. We don't want your kind around here. He's like, I am that. All this would have been stopped if he just could have gotten lunch in the town. Yep. None of this would have happened. But they drew first blood. (laughs) They did. Oh man, it's brutal too. Like it just like it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And like part of you's like, yeah, like Stallone shouldn't uh, Stallone. Yeah, part of you like John Rambo shouldn't be doing this stuff. But he's like, he's mentally. Yeah, the guy's broken, man. He's not. Yeah, he's broken. I was even. I was watching it. I was like, he's broken. I'm yelling at the TV. Who can't hear me? This movie happened years ago. Almost, it's at least, at least thirty years old, and I'm just like, yep. he's broken. Don't you see that? Like, 36. help him. Yeah. Like, stop. Oh no. Oh, and then when they pull the the razor blade to shave him, like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Something's going to go bad here. Oh, God. This will not end well for you. Yeah, and then it just it just escalates. It's just a constant. This movie's just up until the very last three minutes of the movie, just constant escalation. Yeah. Just everything just more it, if and it more could get and more worse, and more it gets and worse. more and more and more intense. It like, it, it is the shortest, it is like the steepest denouement I think I've ever, <laughs> I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it's definitely like ratches it up and it's interesting. I to, never thought an action movie wouldn't be like fun. 
Yeah. Like that it would be like, I, I don't want to watch him do this. I don't want to watch this happen. It's, it's I, like I do, but I don't. It's also it's just so heavy. It's weird to watch this movie and then, because this movie to a certain extent, and I think really Rambo 2 is the one that drove it home, but like this was a genre creator the same way Die Hard sort of was. Sure. And even now we still have, you know, those movies with the the unstoppable military asset yeah. who goes rogue, sure. doesn't remember certain aspects about who he is or what's going on, we and will stop at nothing. Him. I mean, yeah, we got, it's, it's, you know, the Bourne, if, there would be no Jason Bourne without John Rambo. Oh, absolutely. There would probably not be any um, of the current Mission Impossible franchise without John Rambo. Probably true, yeah. Because to a certain extent, it's all about one dude doing everything to, to take down the bad guys. That's and that true. one, you know, that's, that's that whole paramilitary thing. So you can, you know, you can get rid of the, of the, all of the, the like psychological baggage and yeah. political baggage with the Vietnam War that this one has. Paramilitary is a big problem in this country. Um, what? <laughs> You say parrot military? Yes. Yeah, those, those, <laughs> those birds are such a problem. They're organizing. Why can't they just be like the party parrot? All right. Um, <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't catch it. The later on, you'd be like listening to this and be like, these say parrot military? No, and you just agree blindly. Like, yeah. Wait, what? Not parrot military. But... But I mean, this movie, this movie does do that escalation thing yeah. that that the Bourne movies do really well. And I think where the Bourne movies, I think that the biggest difference is that this movie it feels, honestly, once you get past about a, th- a third of the way through the movie, it feels like one of those Ben Stiller movies where just everything bad happens to this one guy. <laughs> Over and meet over the, and the, over, the constantly, 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 constantly. Where by the time, by the time you circle with the beginning of our, of our of our show here already. By the time you're done with the movie, you're sitting behind the couch. Like, what else could go wrong for this guy? I was just like, man, it's, it's are like we a, done yet? I was almost watching this. Like, are we done yet? I don't know how much more of this I can take. But it's, like, it's, I felt bad for him, and I'm like, I don't want to see him keep digging himself deeper into this ditch. It's. I think it's kind of clever. That the people who made the Bourne movies and other movies like that were like, okay, how could we make Rambo less painful to watch and more exciting, yeah. but still sort of keep that like everybody's in the dark and he's a totally unstoppable badass situation. Yeah. And and it's interesting to see them have like reverse engineer this movie and remove the things that make this movie hurt. Yeah. And then also it's interesting to see Ben Stiller and those guys well, it's take this movie like- and be like, well, let's remove all the violence, but how can we just make a movie... T- Fully painful for two hours. Well, and it's like, here's what it is. I feel like this and Rocky suffer from the same thing is that they both kind of became parodies of themselves. Oh, they absolutely did. Like at least at least in the next two movies, and they tried to redeem it later on. Yeah. Um they I never saw the fourth in, Rambo. No, movie. but it, it it did not I mean it was made by the same people who yeah. made the expendables, uh, which we're gonna be watching later. Uh, so the, it's it's hard, but like this, once you once you cross a certain line, it's hard to not be in the way that like the first Rocky is like a like a like a local local boy does good, yeah, like, like a meditation type thing, on, underdog story yeah. about like he he did all he went the distance, he didn't win, but he went the distance, and and even Rocky too kind of picks that up and goes with it. But at a certain point, like I like I was telling Ryan, I've I've said this in the show, Rocky just becomes a superhero and he's giving robots away. Yeah, you think I'm kidding? No, I, I know, I know. No, if you, I'm talking to our listeners, if you haven't oh, yeah. seen Rocky four. Mm-hmm. He gives robots away. Watch that. You believe it or not. Um, but this one, it's I feel like the robots. same thing. Like this started off as like a meditation or like a, not meditation, but maybe a commentary on post-traumatic stress disorder and how it affects people and like how we treat our veterans, even if we don't agree with the war, like they, you know, w- how we treat those people. Yeah. Um, and it ends with, and it ends with Sylvester Stallone 
shirtless hanging out of a helicopter holding a, a Gatling gun and just mowing people down. This one? No, I mean just the Rambo franchise oh, in general. Is that what happens? At the no, end? I mean that happens in every subsequent oh, okay. movie. Oh, all right. Oh no, maybe it's, no. The Gatling gun is is. He Terminator. had a Gatling gun here. You know, he, he had a he had a rotating machine gun. Oh, okay, there it is. Yeah. Something like that. He Some, had a M sixteen. Sure. M, yeah. I don't know anything about guns. I don't know either. Um, but okay. Now that we've gotten our feelings out of the way, yeah. Let's talk about the action sequences in this movie. Well, I, holy God, they're pretty good. So the first action <laughs> sequence is. Is really interesting because it does. I keep saying interesting. It's almost um, like one constant action sequence for like twenty there's, minutes. There's a lull where the colonel and the sheriff go to the bar. Yeah, but that's like that's it. Yeah, that's like the only but lull that, in the movie. I think the action sequence, the first action sequence, is set up really well because you get like this tracking shot, and it's. I don't think it's a oneer, but I think it's it's very few cuts of walking around this relatively mundane small town police station yeah uh and it reminds me a lot of twin peaks yeah I it, and that. i i, I sort well, of imagine northwest so. well yeah it is pacific northwest but i i guarantee you david lynch saw this movie and was like hmm <laughs> what if we threw an fbi agent in there and made it really weird i don't but, like that they're fighting they should drink more coffee yeah <laughs> and talk about things <laughs> i just no have a lady call but him. don't talk too much have them sit there quietly in long uncomfortable pauses no but there's like makes there's, the audience feel uneasy but there's that level of of mundane of <laughs> mundanity is that a word it's made it up where they're like having donuts and talking about in totally inconsequential things yes and then john rambo explodes from the 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 area underneath and kills a whole bunch of people and sets the whole place on fire oh, and shatters when the window. It, like, okay. It, it, it's good in the beginning. Cause yeah, he just like explodes. He starts, he starts punching people and running. He grabs a, grabs a, a, a motorcycle and off road yeah. bike and starts riding off road. And just like, it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And, and I, I do appreciate that. They've got the one young guy in the police office. who's yeah. like, Hey, like maybe that was a bad idea. Like this guy was totally hitting him. Like we didn't yeah. even do that. And they're all shut up, new kid. Yeah, and he's just kind of. I'll like, show you how it's done. That guy gets right. his. That guy gets his come up. Yeah, because that fast. guy dies. Uh, well, and then, and then it's, and it's Rambo running, and all of a sudden there's dogs out there, more police officers. He's on the side of a cliff, and he, he has to jump onto yeah, a jumps, tree. Yeah, well, there's a helicopter. And there's and a helicopter shooting at him, and then he he ends up throwing a rock at the helicopter, and the guy who shoot at him falls out. <laughs> and like, and then you're like, and you're like, oh my god! And then Rambo's like, he's like, I don't want any trouble. I, I didn't, didn't do kill this. that guy. I didn't do that. He fell. I didn't. That know, guy like, was being an idiot, shooting at me, yeah. hanging out of the side of a helicopter. And then they start shooting at him. And then you're like, oh man, it's already so crazy. It's gonna like, get so much worse. And then it instantly gets so much worse. Rambo goes into full on like Vietnam, vet, Vietnam like jungle warfare mode, and makes all these like up traps, spike traps. Oh man, you're just like again. Like if it wasn't about if if I knew if, if it was just like a guy like fighting against a corrupt force like that's probably why the Rambo the second the next Rambo movies are so light in the sense that it's pro- I, I don't know I haven't well, seen no, it's, it's but I imagine it's not him dealing with a small town police no police the, the rest of them department. the rest of them it's it's him versus some unknown con you know cartoony evil yeah he's fighting he could be fighting Cobra yeah for all we know and so and this one it's just like you're like you're like I don't want these guys are terrible police officers but like they're I don't want them to, to die. Like, I don't really want them to well, die. Especially this guy's like, Oh, you know, talking about your family, talking about the, you yeah. know, your kids and stuff. Uh, and, it's, and they're and not, you see him get stabbed through the leg with like a bunch of stuff. Like, Oh my God, help me. Will you help me? <laughs> and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. He, he, it's, and it's part of you is like, go Rambo. But the other part of you is like, Oh, but no, don't go, but don't no go Rambo. Part of you is like, go, but, 
don't go don't go too hard yeah <laughs> hold on there Bump yeah, the like the whole out. time you're watching the movie trying to say to both the police officers rambo like hey guys like let's chill out <laughs> let's take everybody a deep just breath. everybody just chill Ooh, out everybody f- just relax <laughs> it's okay just everybody take a seat and let's talk about this but no they've got guns and knives and he's got that crazy knife uh, that he uses in all of hunting, them. and they're like, "You, what kind of hunting do you do?" I'm like, "You're gonna find out." <laughs> that was my answer. I hunt the man flesh. <laughs> um, I, oh god! In that moment, we too, he grabs sheriff. He's like, "Just leave me alone." Just, I yeah. could have been worse. Come on, man, leave me alone. Just let this me is your in, chance to walk let me away. live in the mountains outside your town. And I thought, oh, this. I, here's the thing: the movie passes like this, and I'm like, "Oh, this must be the end. This must be the end of the movie." Oh. And I'm like, wait a minute, doesn't he have like a colonel friend who they're always talking about who comes back to pull him out and be like, one last job, one last mission? I'm like, he hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. And the colonel shows up. I'm like, oh, we must and be. And the National we must Guard's be, there. We must be close now. And, and then the National I, they Guard's They even have like good moments with the National Guard where they're like, hey, National Guard, what are you doing? He's like, dude, I'm like, I'm the pharmacist. You know, like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do. Part. He's like, because Rambo runs into this abandoned mine shaft and, he, and the guy who's like the pharmacist is like, Get the rocket launcher. <laughs> I was like, man, I want to join the National Guard. Just well, like fire rockets. You know, when you when you have access to ridiculous ordnance, you're gonna And then that's when it becomes a cave movie for a little bit yeah, where like in, Rambo he's is stuck in the cave like, and he's lighting a torch and yeah. doing all kinds of ridiculous survival stuff. Yeah. It's it's he funny. kills a boar at one point, eats its flesh. What we watched Cliffhanger. Is that the only uh, Yeah, I think it's the only that well that and uh, and of course Demolition Man. Okay. Cliffhanger though, like definitely recycles a lot of the the ideas of this movie. Yeah, like oh, you know, let's we get you know we don't have a lot of the rights to Rambo. We the movie producers who made Cliffhanger, it's like, <laughs> but let's let's see if we can just get Sylvester Stallone and have him do a lot of the Rambo stuff. Sure, but less distastefully with with less ambiguity, yeah. and just make John Lithgow the ultimate total bad guy, and we'll just make sure he dies. <laughs> what a level lot. of Lithgow scenery chewing should we do? Buckaroo Banzai or? Is there no, a higher level whoa. than Buff- Buckler Bonsai? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, but that's really expensive. Uh, let's tone it back like two steps. <laughs> Somebody, uh, actually, it's funny enough, we mentioned Buckaroo Bonsai. Try this one on for size. So that show I like, Welcome to the Basement, just yeah. watched it. And they movie. had a lot of our same criticism, which is like, I don't know what happened in that movie, but I loved every minute of it. Yeah. And it's like so that Watermelon movie, doing that. that. They said the movie is described, there's two main scenes that, that, are, that, that, that describe the movie. Mm. The end credits where they're walking around. Yep. And what's that watermelon doing there? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Those are the two scenes in the movie. And they're like, I think we should do a Buckaroo Banzai reboot. Starring as Buckaroo Banzai. Okay, I'm ready for it. Because he's already half, uh, I think he's half Japanese anyway. Uh-huh. And he's ageless. Oh, Keanu Reeves. How great would that be? It would be fantastic. I would see the heck out of those. I, I would want <laughs> them to get Jeff Goldblum. Um, yeah, sure. Get him back. Why not? Why not? Wherever you go. I'm going to be honest with you there about Bucker Bonsai. You know that one scene where he's got the red frame glasses? Yeah. Last time I was getting new frames, I was <laughs> debating hard for red frame glasses. <laughs> I couldn't find any. The only part my price of Ready range. Player One I liked that they actually they didn't say it in the, in, the, in the, I don't know if they said it in the movie, but they said it in the book for sure when he's like dressing up to go to that party. And he's oh, like, yeah. I'm going to dress like Bucker Bonsai. I'm like, heck yeah, man. Do it. Skinny tie. Yeah. It show, All right. Come on. Can you get in more 80s than showing up in a DeLorean with a, a Back to the Future DeLorean, Ghostbusters logo, wearing the Buckaroo Banzai suit? No, you Oh, can't. boy. I mean, you could. I mean, you could, but. You could be a Transformer. Stop it, Steven. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so get back to this, though. Uh, so you think, okay, let's 
gonna calm down. Then they use a rocket launcher, launch him into this cave. So he, he's stuck he's in stuck this in underground, underground cave. cave and he's rats are out biting him. It's, he's it's, got, oh, he's, there's tons of rats, like Indiana Jones level of rats. Worse, because he gets bit by them and right. they're like biting his bare flesh. Indiana Jones three level of rats. And so everybody thinks Rambo's dead. Everything's gonna calm down. Then he comes back. He steals a truck, goes yep. through town, blows up. This is when blows I'm like, Ram- this is. It's is it bad that that's the moment when I thought Rambo went too far. When yeah, he blew up that gas is. station, I'm like, that was somebody's livelihood. Somebody could have been in there. You didn't even he check. He is messing with capitalism. Well, it's more so like somebody could have been in there. You That's didn't even true. check. Some innocent civilian could have died. It um, looks like they really lit a gas station on fire, yeah, too. Yeah, it I'm certainly impressed. does. I, don't, I, like, I, I think that they must the have actually... The fact that the fire kept burning. Yeah, like, it, it was like was shooting the part, out of yeah, there. Shooting out of the I was like, oh, man, they... Whew, whew, <laughs> good luck, guys. And, and so all that happens, and now, like, basically... Rambo is going to do what he did in the jungle, but in town. Now yeah, he's yeah. now he's in an urban sprawl. And here and here's where they have to stop him by any means necessary. Yeah, and so he like he like shoots out all the lights surrounding the police station, like d- like basically to, to lure out the sheriff who's coming after him. Who like, he hates now, yeah. personally. Yes, personally hates now because he's just an awful monster of a human being. Yeah. And like he's blowing up the gun store. He's blowing up. That's right. Blowing up sporting goods stores, shooting all the lights out. And then it gets it gets down to it, and it ends really quickly with like he shoots the sheriff through the ceiling, right? Yeah. And like the sheriff comes down, he's like, "Go on, just kill me, then, just kill me." And he's about to, and then of course the colonel shows up. Rambo, no, don't. And then Rambo goes, "You're like, you're almost like, tell me why you're doing all this." Yeah. And then he goes in this emotional speech how he's like, "All my friends from the war are dead. Everybody in my platoon is dead except me." And like we had so many, I couldn't even. Here's the thing. Stallone's already kind of unintelligible. Yeah. This makes it even worse, but it's he's like you almost like don't care. Scream crying. You almost don't care because yeah. it's just like it's like he's just you can see oh, he's just buddy. working it out. And like kudos to what's the name of the actor who plays the colonel? I can't remember his name. Uh the guy who plays Troutman, I'll tell you. Yeah. He kudos to him for just standing there and like just like shocked and like the guy's a pro. He oh man, it's just it's it's the best Richard Crenna. Yeah, it's the best scene in the whole movie is this as this end bit as far as like acting wise. And oh, then yeah. you just hear Rambo talking about like I had this friend, he's my buddy. And then one time he's like, I just want to go home, man. I want to go home, but I he didn't have any legs. I can't feel my legs. It's like I, I'm like, oh, that's where that scene in Major Pain came. That joke in yeah. Major Pain mm-hmm. came from. Another great, another great. A lot movie. of movies reference this one. Oh boy, sure do. Um, and then at the very end, just gives himself up, and then they take him away, and then the credits roll. And that's the end of First Blood. You're like, what? <laughs> in the original cut, he killed himself. Yeah. Is that what happened in the book too? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't surprise. But me. then you can't make Rambo too. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Well, uh, there's a, so there's a story about original cut of this movie where Rambo talks a lot. Like he had an entire, like he was, I don't know if he was talking the whole time he's running around the forest, but like there was an enormous part of him narrating what he's doing, why he's doing it, stuff like that. And I guess it was really bad. And Sylvester Stallone saw it and was like, this is awful. Yeah. Cut every part where I talk. Yeah. Except it, it, for it's really effective. It, like it, it really allows him to rely so just then, on acting. And so they, it, it like cut the running time in half. Yeah. And that's why it's a it's not a crazy it's an hour long, and a half movie. long movie, but it yeah. feels you feel every second of that yeah, hour yeah. and a half. But it, it's but it's also like there are a lot of it's it's funny that that was the cut that he was like, oh, this oh, this all this talking is terrible. Cut every time I say anything, maybe except for the end. Yeah. And they did it. And now like that's that's the template for action movies. Well, it's like Rocky shows his acting chops as far as like dialogue. This shows his acting without even like almost like he has like silent 
Yeah, acting it's like it's, it's silent acting, it's, which is still an acting. I thing. I I thought it was. I really enjoy. I okay, here's the. I think this is a great movie. It's a. It's it's really good. It's, it's better really than well what made. you would expect. It's well yeah. made, but I don't want to watch it again forever. Yeah. Maybe because because maybe not it's a long time. Bummer. I've seen it's, it twice. It's and, heavy. Man. And afterwards, both like, times I was kind of like, <sighs> yeah, let's. <laughs> Is there like a cartoon we could watch or something? <laughs> like, let's watch a Ducktales. Did you watch this with with Ro- we, we I did. asking that question, but I know yeah. I gotta ask it every time this for the rest of the show. My because- wife is a huge Sylvester Stallone fan. She grew up with her sisters idolizing him, and so when we got married, she insisted we watch all the Rockies and all the Rambo's, and I insisted we watch Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> she had already seen all the Star Wars. We had seen the X Men movies together. Uh, the you know there hadn't been any Marvel movies yet. Yeah. Uh, but but so I, I I watched this twelve years ago and then again recently. Um, it's good. It's a good movie. It's a well made movie. Yeah. I kind of like on the one hand I want to say like oh, I wish movies were made like this, but on the other hand it's like would I see them? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Probably be like oh man I saw this movie. It's good. It's really intense and it's kind of a bummer. I'd be like that's. That's fine. Yeah, like even me, that's I can't okay. even watch like Oscar movies unless they, or like anything that's like a like a Oscar level movie unless it has some sort of. Does, it, does do people sing in it? <laughs> See, then, for, then for me, maybe not. For me, it was I was like, oh, I'll watch I Tanya. Are they just kind of like snarky and sassy every so often to make jokes, even though it's a really depressing situation? Oh, great, I'll watch it. Yeah. Um. Or uh. Oh, it's a. Oh, it's a it's a love story between a man and a, a fish man and a lady, and it's kind of sweet but also kind of tragic. Okay, I'll watch that. Yeah, like, I haven't seen either one of those. Oh movies. man, both of them are very good. Both of them are very, very good. But I tell you what, I've seen Sing a thousand times. I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Greatest Showman, which I haven't seen. Yes, I've also seen that a thousand times. Um, Literally. So, but uh, so I mean, times. all right, Ryan, I think it's time you for final. Seen Greatest thoughts. Showman. Nope. You should probably watch it. Okay. It's cute. I know Hugh. At least Hugh Jackman can sing, unlike uh, the two leads in La La Land. No, yeah, he's he's pretty good. Which the songs and the dancing were great. It's just uh, it is actually singing. one of the shares the a choreographer. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I actually liked one song in that. In, in yeah, La I still La haven't La seen it. It's there's one song that uh, Emma Stone sang towards the end that I think is very sweet, very good. But like a lot of it's just like these two can't sing. They can dance. They can yeah. dance. That's good. But they can't sing. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, listeners, who may or may not know how Ryan's life goes. The only movies I watch that aren't children's movies are the movies we watch for this show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Unless I unless I go to a Most of the 9 time, the p.m. Movies... Thursday night showing of whatever the new MCU movie yeah, is. Yeah, the only movies I watch that aren't for this show are movies I watch occasionally, but most of the movies I watch are for this show. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I did show my kids Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, so anyway, wrapping up. Let's talk about yeah. let's talk about let's let's let's. let's so blockbuster let's... or lackluster. Uh, well, we have also haven't given our numerical rating. I know, yet. but we can do that one first. No, we never do it first. That's no. not how the show goes. Come on, man. You can't start changing it now. I got three more episodes. I've never listened to it. <laughs> it's very clear with the editing. Um, just, hey. I'm just giving you garbage. It's okay. I don't listen to most of I don't even edit the show. <laughs> I just put the bump at the end. Our, our last episode of Four Color Commentary, Alan cursed very loudly, and he's like, oh, you can go back and add that. I'm like, nope. It's just explicit now. It's also a lot I'm, of work. To yeah, I'm not going back and looking through all that. Like you, you, you broke the dam. <laughs> Sorry, it's the darn, the darn Ian. jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I would say, look, this is a, it's a great movie. Don't judge it based on the sequels. Like the idea of like it's a bit, yeah. just a dumb Stallone movie because it's definitely not. It's like judging Rocky, Rocky, the first Rocky on Rocky Five or Rocky Four. It's yeah, like and that's this just is not fair. Not fair. 
Um, these are this great. is a this is a genre definer. Yes, it like really. You got to watch it if you like modern American action cinema. Absolutely, because it owes so much to this movie existing. Absolutely. Um, so, that being said, on a scale of one to ten, what do I rate it? Sure. Um, it's really see, here's the thing. Like as a movie overall, like it's it's great. I would say it's eight nine up there. But like <clears throat> as a movie that I can watch all the time, not so much. Uh, as like so as like an art, like a piece of like cinematic history and like the importance of it, I'll, I give it like a nine. But for the purposes of our show rating, I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it an eight. Give it a little lower, okay. just because of the heaviness of it is like a thing that I couldn't watch it again. I couldn't yeah. like instantly start it over, but I'm going to give it uh, eight wooden spikes stabbed into the leg of an unsuspecting police officer who screams for his sheriff's help. Nice. Like a small child. Jeez, man. That's my favorite part. When he walks into that thing, he's like, Oh, help yeah. me. Will help me. They're all just You're screaming only help. help from a, a thousand different directions. Yeah, that's pretty. Or also when he's got that guy like the choke hold too, that's pretty brutal oh. too. Oh, it's nuts. Anyway, Ryan, what do you rate this? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it an eight also. Uh, also an eight sharp things. Uh, an eight, eight uh, of those really fancy knives. with the. <laughs> it's got the compass and the, the flint and steel in the handle. And it's got the, the, it's it's got got the, the paracord on it yep. or whatever. It's got the, got the needle and twine in yeah, there exactly. for you. Yeah, exactly. In case you got to stitch yourself up, up from that jumping out really of the tree. Real. The effect on that was really real. I, I kind of wonder if Stallone actually cut his arm and did it. I wouldn't be surprised because it if looked he did. really real. The way the blood like dripped yeah, yeah, yeah. out at a certain time. Oh man, it looked real. I was like, that looks real. That doesn't look like it. it's like Hollywood makeup. That's too good. Yeah, that's a little weird. Um, so blockbuster, lackluster, blockbuster. Oh, it's blockbuster. See it yeah. once. I mean, well, let's put it this way: if you guys are like, hey, let's watch a fun action movie, First it. Blood. No, this is like an action movie. This is like how Ryan on other show talks about comics as art, comics literature. Literature. This is like action movie as like. Has subtext yeah. as a cultural thing. Yeah, this is. I mean, I'm pretty sure that this movie is in the Library of Congress. You know, they have that catalog of culturally important movies and music yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is in there, no doubt. Cool. All right. Well, that is going to wrap us up for uh, talking about First Blood. Uh, but now we go to the back of the ranch section. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, so you said you showed your kids some Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I, they were like, you know, they're. It's Zeke's almost seven and Bell's ten and it's summertime and I was and we just watched all the Lord of the Rings movies and they survived those. So I was like, All right, let's they want to watch some Marvel movies. But I was like, Okay, what which ones do you guys want to watch? And they're all I'm all, what about Iron Man? Iron You're Man two dad. Iron my, Man three. My children I'd be like, You get no decision. We're watching them all. Even I, Ed Norton Hulk. Ugh. Come on. <laughs> I just didn't want to deal with the whining. And they didn't want to watch any of phase one. And the only phase two movie they had any interest in was Guardians of the Galaxy. So, so we just went and right too, there. Yeah, they're too young to appreciate. They've Ant-Man. seen, they've seen Avengers. I think point. that they would get a kick out of Ant Man. Uh, I think that's one of the ones on the list, the All short right. list of them watching, because it's funny. Yeah, I, that's I, true. I, my my focus was the funny ones. Yeah, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. They loved it. They thought I told it was you really they, fun. Spider Man Homecoming. I think. Yeah, really I think Spider Man Homecoming's up there. I think we'll watch it. They also Zeke was really into. He's playing. Uh, on the Switch, we have Lego Marvel Superheroes 2, uh-huh. which is just nothing if not every Marvel and joke you could possibly imagine from both the comics and the movies. Uh, just so many weird, deep, hidden references. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you can if you play as uh, if you play as Star Lord and you hit the right button, he puts his headphones on and they start playing the officially licensed soundtrack from Guardians of the Galaxy I in total- the game. I totally forgot. Based on I don't know when this episode's going to come out. Whenever you feel like releasing it, Ryan is fine. 
tomorrow. Uh, but based on where we're recording this, which is July 30th, yep. you could watch Thanos <laughs> at, at home tomorrow Woo! on digital on digital and now watch your watch your hopes and dreams die. And, and it'll cry. be on Netflix in like a couple of months. Yeah. Perfect. Oh man. It ugh. Brutal. But then we had Ant Man <laughs> the Wasp, which was really fun. Yeah. Uh, so, but but they liked it. They he also they also were pretty into um, what's that other one though? I said we watched Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. That one was a little. Over there, it was a little. They I think they got most of it. Yeah. They they definitely appreciated the visuals. That was super weird. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was good. But the reason that it was insisted that we watch it is because Lego Marvel Superheroes too. He's yeah. He plays as Doctor Strange, Strange a lot, and he's like. All right, well, I got to see the movie. It's like my favorite because that character is super overpowered in the game. Yeah, you can do almost anything with. Yeah, because he's Doctor Strange. Because that was the, the that was like reality. one of the last movies that came out before the game came out. Yeah. and so the the guys who were making the game were like, "Oh man, that movie was awesome. Let's put a ton of Doctor Strange stuff in here." <laughs> um. So you you and I, uh, I think we talked about Avengers in uh, in the past. I think we yeah. also we haven't talked though about the other Marvel movie that came out. We uh, hadn't talked about uh, Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp. I liked it. I enjoyed it as well. I think if you like the first Ant Man, you'll enjoy this one. Um. And I think that it. I think there were some story some things, things that could have been a little better. Sure. Yeah. But, but I I thought it was. I think fun. it's on par with the first one. Sure. Yeah. That was my thought. I was like, oh, they did it again. It's good. They did a good balance. They they I they well, had at least Marvel movie. Jeez. Yeah. Had at least one scene where Michael Pena just sort of like went crazy telling a story, yeah. which it was the lifeblood of the first movie, and so mm-hmm. that that was good. It, lots of lots of little gags and and funny jokes with things shrinking and getting big. Mm-hmm. Um, cool action. Mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. Yep, those are all things that yeah. are true. Uh, uh, I won't, I won't, I won't bore you guys with my Fallen Kingdom review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. You hate Needless it. to say, I like the first half of the movie just uh-huh. fine, and the second it half comes, just you, you told me, you, you told me it becomes like a horror movie, like a closed, like it's locked in the house. Boy, does movie. it try to? And, and see, that's not even. None of that is the part I have the problem with. There's one plot element right. that would be a spoiler that I have a problem with. That I okay. think is the stupidest. When I thing. see it, I'll talk to you. You'll know exactly what it is. You'll okay. know exactly right. what it is. And I talked with with, with Emily, uh, Ryan's sister, sister. Uh, who we've had on the show before. She's like, I didn't think it was a big deal. I'm like, she's like, it's the next thing. I'm like, no, that's stupid. I go, it's dumb. though. Like, it's not that it's it's a dumb idea. The way that it's presented is dumb. Mm. It They don't give it the weight that it deserves. Gotcha. It's like an afterthought. Okay. But it's huge, but it's an afterthought. Okay. And it makes me mad. I'm sorry. I like those dinosaur movies, Ryan. <laughs> The first one's one of my favorite movies of all time. It is. I it's quote great. that more than I. I probably quote Jurassic Park more what? times in the, in a month than I do Star Wars. You spare no reference. Or Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I probably true. quote it more than my favorite movie, Back to the Future. Is it your favorite movie? If you Back don't quote f- it as much as Back to the Future. Yeah. Well, or if Back to the Future. It's still my favorite, my favorite movie. Back to the Future is my favorite movie because I can watch that anytime and I, I enjoy it. I could, but honestly, up there, Jurassic Park's on. I can watch that too. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I think it's great. Spe- speaking of Back to the Future, I saw Teen Titans go to the movies. <laughs> I don't know how that had to do with Back to they the Future. They directly reference it to the point of even having the song Back in Time oh, okay. in, played right. in the movie. All right. Um, because they travel back in time to mm-hmm. keep there from being superheroes ever. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. It's. I hear it's really silly and a lot of comic is, book in jokes. It is. It was funny. It was really funny. I laughed out loud several times in the theater. I really like. 
there's a guy named Dan Hip, spelled with two P's, H I P. Love Dan Hip's art. Uh, if you follow him on Instagram, um, he is an artist, and he was a comics artist, and now he, what he does for a living is he works for uh, Warner Brothers making Teen Titans Go. Uh, and so his art style is the show, is the movie. Mm. And you can tell there are so many parts in the movie where I'm like, that's just a Dan Hip drawing. Like that, that's just, he just made that and now it's a movie. Uh, and so it was, it was great. It's really funny. It's got a zillion super hardcore deep references. It's, they, they joke about Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice. They joke about Superman's mustache. They joke about it's got a Stan Lee cameo where he says, what am I doing here? This isn't a Marvel movie. This is DC. And then he comes back later and he says, but I just love cameos so much. Uh, it's just, it's so ridiculous that it was very, very funny. It is it is Deadpool for kids. The closest thing we're going to get to Deadpool for kids in a movie. Uh, they also hint at a return of the original Teen Titans show in the credits. So. For those of you who are like, oh, I hate Teen Titans Go. The original Teen Titans was so good. It's so serious and dark. They 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 hear you. They're there. They're not. It's not nearly as dark as freaking the Titans, <laughs> which I refuse to discuss on the show. Um. Well, and if you're looking for Comic Con movie stuff, we talked a lot about that on the on the last episode of Four Color Commentary. Last so skip right to the end episode. Yes, that is also ending. Most of the. Uh, I'll just I'll just spoil it here. Pretty much at this point, all of the shows at the Stuff and Things Network, as they currently said, are ending. Um, but we're coming up with some new stuff uh, yep. that we're going to be talking about. We're all doing some kind of varied, newer, different things. Uh, so Except we'll for see. me. <laughs> I'm going to do all the same things, but different. Yeah. But those are and no, new no, things. No, no, no. They're new. Those are new things. You're starting new. Slap a sticker on there. New. Yeah. New and improved. New and How improved. How can it be new? How can it be new if it's improved? How well, can it be improved if it's new? Well, it can be improved because we remove Ian. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the plan I'm, is we kill the Batman. I'm not the Batman. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, that is going to wrap us up our back at the ranch and this episode of, of Super Action Bros. Before we go, we want to give you a preview of the movie we're watching next time. Which are we going are to cross? I'm going to go chronological. Yeah. Let's go oh, chronological so with okay. this. Just so we'll get the other. We'll just get progressively. Well, I don't know. More. The second to last <laughs> one is probably the worst. Um, but uh, we're going to watch a movie that I have heard about. I have heard, because uh, I, I, there are plenty of Sylvester Stallone movies we could have watched. We could have watched one of the sure. Rocky movies. We could have mm-hmm. watched anything else. But we decided, no, we're going to watch a movie that was probably a massive flop when it came out. But it involves Sylvester Stallone, trucks, and arm wrestling. That's right. What could be better? We're watching Over the Top, <laughs> which... I'm excited to see because I've never seen it and I've only heard about this movie. So I'm really, which from what I understand, the plot is Sylvester Stallone arm wrestles to get his son back. Perfect. I don't know. I will see if that actually that holds up. So good. So thank you guys so much for joining us for First Blood and uh, join us next time when we uh, when we watch Over the Top and discuss it. And remember, whether it's blockbuster or lackluster, we're, we're the, the Super Action Bros. Bros. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.